Amen. So I've got a question for you this morning I want to start off with. And, and, and this is, many of you think this on a regular basis um, on Christmas morning, the aftermath. Uh, why on earth did we just do that? Right? Anybody, I mean, some, some of you, like, 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 you spend all that time, all that energy. You're going to think the same thing after you have Christmas lunch. You spend hours preparing, and then, like, 15 minutes later, everybody's like, oh, gosh, I need a nap. And you're going you're gonna to ask, like, why, why do we do all this? Why do, we, why do we put up trees, and why do we decorate, and, and why, do we, why do we go buy gifts? Why do we wrap them? Why do we exchange them? And the answer to, to all of that really is our first point this morning, and it's this, that we celebrate Christmas... Because Jesus is the best gift ever given. We celebrate Christmas. We exchange gifts. What we did this morning, that, hey, you open it. I want to take a picture. Do you like it? Um, that, that all that straining and thinking, I wonder if they'll like this, if this is just the right thing. We do all that because, because Jesus is the best gift ever given. We're celebrating what God has done for us in Jesus. And so uh, I, I, some of you may hear that and you go, what do you, what do you mean that Jesus is a gift? What does that mean? And so I, I just want to explain it to you using one of the most famous verses uh, in, in all of the Bible. It's John 3.16. I'll put it on the screen. And I've highlighted three words. It says this. It says, For God loved the world in this way. Uh, he gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And there's those three words are highlighted. First is, is, it, it is love. It says, For God loved the world. We talked about this as a church last week. God doesn't just love, he is love. There's a big difference, right? I, I can love certain times. Other times, I get a little frustrated or angry. I'm not so loving. Uh, anybody else feel some of that this Christmas season? Come on. Come on. Anybody, right? Like, yeah, there was a moment. You're like, man, we got family coming up. Like, oh, I love you. I bought all these gifts. And then family's coming, and my wife and I are like, blah. Um, and then we're like, oh, I'm so sorry, honey. I love you. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, we, yeah, we can be unloving, but God never can be unloving. God is love. We looked at Romans 5 last week, and we said, this is, this is love, right? Man, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners. We did nothing to deserve it, but God loves us. So first, we've we got to notice the love of God when we look at John three sixteen. But the second thing we have to notice is, is that word gave. It's the gift of God. Christmas is about God giving you the, the thing that you ultimately needed, that you didn't know you needed, that you've always felt like you needed. Uh, and, and, and it's the most important thing. It's the, it's the thing of the most value in, in all of the earth. It was his own son, Jesus. And Jesus was born so that he could die. I, I talked about this with the little kids last night. We read my favorite story. Um, it, it, it's called The Tale of Three Trees. And, and we talk about the fact that Jesus was born, that manger, that celebration, Christmas Day, what we're celebrating today. But he was born for a reason, and that was to die on a cross for our sins. And God gave us his very best because he loves us, because he is loving, right? And so Christmas morning is about the gift of Jesus, right? So, so God loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So it's about the love of God, the gift of God, and the life of God. That God did all of this because he wants you to be with him forever. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, uh, some of us, we call that the gospel, right? That, that is the heart. Some people go, Pastor, I don't know if I could share the gospel. I'm like, yeah, you could. It's all wrapped up in one verse. The gospel, you don't believe me, let me show you. John 3.16, I highlighted some different things here. If you have a Bible, you could under word, uh, underline the word G or circle it. 
Uh, right? So, so for God so loved the world, you could uh, circle uh, the, the O in only, that he gave his only. You could circle the S in son, um, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish. That's the P. Uh, e for eternal and L for life. That's gospel. The entire gospel, everything that we believe about the world, is really wrapped up in one little verse, right? God loves us. And so guys, we start this morning, and, and I'm going to be quick, by the way. Uh, somebody asked, how long is church going to be? And I was like, well, my message is short-ish, okay? It's the best descriptor I could give you. It's short-ish. Um, and so the first thing I want to share with you guys is this truth. We celebrate Christmas because Jesus is the best gift ever given. But like with any gift, there then is a question, right? Where do we put it? Okay? Some of you parents are planners. How many of you already thinned out your kids' toys and closets beforehand? Any of you? Man, God bless you. You are, you are the right people. How many of you are thinking, oh my gosh, we have to go home and do that now? Right? <laughs> You're welcome. Merry Christmas. Um, it's my gift to you. Uh-huh. I don't know about you guys, we have four children, and they're bigger now, so it's, it's not as bad as it was, but I still have a 10-year-old in the house, and so we do Christmas, and they're like, oh, this is awesome, and then after the awesomeness, it's all sitting in one room, we typically have family coming over, so it's got to disappear, and there's no, and then, and then three months later, I go upstairs, and there's still a giant box in the room, it's all there, it's been, like, you know what I'm saying, like, where do you put it, where do you put it, and I want you to know that that's pretty common. And, and so the first point is, is that we celebrate Christmas because Jesus is the best gift ever given. But the second thing you need to know, guys, is unfortunately many of us don't have room for this amazing gift. Many of us don't have room for this amazing gift. That's a biblical truth. And don't believe me, I'm going to show you. Uh, we see it in the very birth of Jesus, in the birth narrative. If you guys uh, have your Bibles, I'm, I'm going to read from Luke 2. Uh, I put the King James Version up on there because I'm a big Charlie Brown fan. Um, so... Uh, it says this, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and she laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Jesus was born into a world where there was no room for him, right? The, the, the most amazing gift, the best gift ever, born into a world that had no room for him. And I want you to know that that's really a, a picture of us spiritually, that we, we don't have room for Jesus either. Because the truth is, guys, we have filled up our lives in the pursuit of so many other things. The Bible says that God put eternity in the hearts of men. The problem is we didn't know that it was eternity that he put in our hearts. We just felt the void. And so we, like Solomon, have tried to fill that void with so many things. Uh, if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, it, it goes through all the, 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 the ways that Solomon tried to fill up the void in his life. The first was through knowledge. Um, so he sought out knowledge and, and wisdom, and, and it, it, it didn't do it. It just made him more anxious. Uh, I, I've got some of you, I did this a couple weeks ago. How many of you are researchers? You feel like you need to research everything in the world because you think if you know enough, it'll bring you peace. Um, it doesn't. You're still not sleeping at night. Uh, more knowledge, more anxiety, y'all. I love you, but knowledge isn't what you're missing, right? And so then Solomon uh, turned to, to pleasure, and, 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 and we do that too, and I, we won't name all the things. We've got kids in church, um, but there's, there's a pursuit out there, and, and, and we've done that too, and then he, he turns to 
things that will numb him, like alcohol, and you, you might and include drugs. But guys, that could be food for us that releases certain chemicals in our brain. We're like, oh, that's, that's going to happen to you later, by the way. Um, and, and right, so we, we, it, it could be entertainment. It could be television. So we turn to these things that numb us, and that didn't work for Solomon either. And then finally, he just turned to stuff. He, he just tried to accumulate as much stuff as he could. And, and again, here's the problem with all that. All of those pursuits, none of them fulfill us, yet they sure do take up a lot of room, don't they? They sure do take up a lot of room in our lives. Uh, and, and Jesus talked about this in a parable. Some call it the parable of the soils. Some call it the parable of the sower. But in Matthew 13, uh, he's talking about this. He says, no one, uh, he says, now the one sown among the thorns, he's talking about the seed, that's the word of God. He says, now the one sown among the thorns, uh, this is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth, they choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And so I, I just want to start here, guys, that God has given us the best gift ever in Jesus but the truth is, for many of us, we don't have room to receive that gift because it's being choked out by so many other pursuits in life. Which just brings us to the last point. You're like, God, this really is going to be fast this morning. Here it is, ready? So we make room for Jesus through confession and repentance. So God's given us the best gift. We don't have room for him. That demands something of us. We need to make room. Right? So how do you make room for Jesus? And, and, and the answer is really twofold. It's through confession and repentance. Confession to God, uh, first and foremost, that all these pursuits haven't worked. Uh, anybody else there? Right? You've got more stuff than you ever have. Um, you're, you're more tired than you've ever been. You've tried more things than you've ever tried. You've read more self-help books than you've ever read. You've listened to more podcasts than you've ever listened to. And yet you're still wanting you're left wanting, and you're full, you're busy, you're worn out, and you're going, something is still off in me. And I would agree with you, you're right, something is. Something is still off in you. And what's off is that need for Jesus. And you've filled up your life with so many things. We're so busy that we, we, we don't give Christ the room that he needs in our life to do the things that he needs to do. And so most of us are unsatisfied. So, so we start with confession. God, uh, none of these things are working, right? God, I'm, I'm still empty. God, I'm still numb. God, I'm still lonely. God, I'm still anxious, right? God, I, I need you. That's confession. And then the second part of it is, is repentance. Now, some people don't like that word. Uh, but the very first sermon that Jesus preached, maybe you didn't realize it, the very first sermon Jesus ever preached was about repentance. This is what he says in Mark 1.15. He says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Ready? Here's his sermon. Repent and believe the good news. All right? That's, that's Jesus' first sermon. Repent and believe the good news. So we, we have to confess, God, this isn't working, and then we have to repent. Um, I... I I got into this this week. Maybe you don't love the Amplified Bible, but I thought it was really, uh, it did a great job of explaining what repentance is. And so I'm going to put it on the screen. Uh, same, same verse, right? The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. It says, uh, the, the, the appointed period of time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. It says, repent, and this is what repentance means. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking. Regret your past sins. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. That means genuine change. Make that determination. I'm not going to do that stuff anymore. 
Repentance, guys, is really simple. It means that you're heading in one direction and you realize the foolishness of it. And you go, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this person anymore. And so you just turn around and you start walking the other direction. Now listen, you don't necessarily know exactly where that leads. You don't know all the things to do. You just know that this isn't working anymore. And guys, Christmas Day is meant to remind us all that our ways don't really work. And that's why God sent Jesus. And so it's, it's not just a one-time reminder. It's meant to be a yearly reminder of our need for Him. Uh, there's a great verse for all of this, Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with their heart resulting in righteousness and one confesses with their mouth resulting in salvation. Confession is just stated belief. And so here's the whole Christmas message wrapped up and really one final point. Uh, and I'll put it on the screen. We always have application here. I, I don't have a bunch of it. I told somebody this morning, there's really just one thing we need to do. And here it is. We need to make room for Jesus and we need to receive him today. Now for some of you, um, that's a first time thing. You've never done that. You've never accepted that Jesus is the gift of God, uh, that he came to die on a cross for your sins. You've never done that. Um, and I can't think of a better day for you to do that. The Bible says that when you do that, when you make that confession, God, hey, my way's not working out. I'm still lonely. I'm still tired. I'm still empty. Uh, I, I, it's not working. I'm done following me. I want to follow you. And, and if you'll just pray that prayer, the Bible says that today you'll be born again. We talk about that as a spiritual birth uh, or a second birth. And how cool for your spiritual birthday to be on Jesus' birthday. Amen? Like, that'd be a pretty cool day. Like, you'd never struggle to remember that. When, when again did I accept Christ? Oh, that's right, Christmas, okay? A great day to do it. And so if you've never done that today, in a moment, I'm just going to pray a simple prayer. You guys can join me in that. Um, but I want you to know that this message isn't just for those that don't know Christ. Oh, Christian friends, how quickly do we fill our lives back up, Amen. Some of you walked through the door this morning and you're exactly the people that I described. You've been anxious and weary and tired, unfulfilled. And it's because we have a tendency, even though we know the goodness of Christ, to still think that we know better. And we, we go back to our old ways. We pursue our old thoughts and our old things. And, and, and they only lead to the same emptiness that they always led to. And so this Christmas today for you could just be a simple moment of confession and repentance of coming back to Jesus and saying, Jesus, you are the answer, not me. And so I'm going to pray this morning, and I'm praying two prayers. And the one prayer is for the non-believer. You've, you've never come to know Jesus, uh, but today is maybe the day you want to do that. And so you'll, you'll pray with me first. The second will be for those that are longtime believers, but you're feeling some of those things that I talked about. That emptiness, that loneliness, that anxiousness. And, and, and then we'll, we'll take care of that. So I'm going to ask you both to bow your heads. Uh, kiddos, I love you so much. Y'all have been so good. I am so impressed with y'all. And so we're going to pray right now, kiddos. So if you could give mommy and daddy like two minutes where you're not yanking on them, I think it'd be really, really important, okay? So let's bow our heads where we are and pray. Uh, for, for those here that have never accepted Christ, I pray that you would pray this prayer with me. Dear God... I am so tired of these pursuits of mine. And I'm still empty. And they're not working. And I'm done. This morning I heard that you sent Jesus so that I don't have to do this anymore. Help me receive Jesus into my life right now. 
Jesus, come into my life right now. Take control. Do with me whatever you want. Be in charge of me. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.